Hello and welcome to a Hoover Institution roundtable discussion on Reagan's Soviet policy as a guide to dealing with Iran, North Korea, and other rogue regimes. Our speaker in this recording is Charles Wolfe Jr., a senior research fellow at the Hoover Institution. His remarks were recorded on March 23, 2016. Secretary Schultz is a hard act to follow. Um, uh, and, and with that uh, constraint and the 10-minute or under constraint, um, I'm going to amend what I was going to say. I was going to mention four points, uh, then elaborate the four points, then repeat the four points uh, <laughs> with an expectation of time around 20 minutes. So what I'm going to do is just mention the four points, say a little bit to clarify uh, them and leave uh, the elaboration of them till the later discussion. First point, <clears throat> I think the notion of government, U.S. government support for dissidents uh, is an attractive idea. I think it's not going to work in China. I think it's not going to work in China because of the scale, intelligence with a small i, <clears throat> and intelligence with a capital I uh, that inheres in the Communist Party of China. Uh, this is 85 million more or less uh, meritocratic uh, organization um, that has a pluralistic um, scope that includes business, lawyers, military, academics. I'll say more about that in a moment. Second point, <clears throat> and, and, and that organization will, uh, will follow, will anticipate, will undermine the success of a straightforward government, U.S. government support for uh, dissidents. Second point <clears throat> is to think of a plausible model for the future development of China uh, along the lines of <clears throat> some version of the Jap of Jap Japanese. Uh, the Japanese system, that is a, a one-party state with uh, uh, identified, voluble, uh, recognizable uh, groups or blocks, as the Chinese call them, uh, within it. Um, Japan's LDP <coughs> is a one-party democratic system with factions. Uh, I think that's a reasonable expectation of how uh, China and China's system will evolve. Third point, uh, there is actively underway within China uh, uh, two, well, more than two, but two uh, <clears throat> particularly strong contending forces. Uh, one force it's represented by Xi Jinping, uh, is a combination of, of uh, anti-corruption 
uh, and uh, targeting of political opponents, crackdown um, addressed to suppressing dissidents and other opponents, um, and a tendency toward development of cultism around Xi Jinping, reflected by his larger-than-life uh, sculpture in uh, Tiananmen Square by not a little red book, but uh, uh, two rather large books, uh, versus an active debate on less, less uh, audible and visible in uh, US and Western media of uh, active debate on marketization, uh, reform of the state-owned uh, enterprises, the SOEs, in the direction of near or quasi-privatization, uh, uh, partly um, uh, emboldened and uh, modeled uh, against the, uh, in terms of the dramatic success of, of people and enterprises like Jack Ma and Alibaba and STE, ZTE and Huawei, uh, world-class uh, 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 private uh, businesses in China. Um, so those two contending forces are actively underway. And that leads to my concluding point about a path for US policy, which is uh, less one of, uh, uh, in fact, uh, absent uh, <clears throat> gov US government support for dissident movements than uh, targeted uh, US efforts uh, organized and stimulated by the U.S., but without U.S. government funding, uh, but uh, <clears throat> implemented through professional associations in the U.S., like the American Bar Association, uh, like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, academic groups, think tanks, that would sponsor and uh, the uh, mid to upper quartile of the 16 levels uh, of analogous to US civil service that the Communist Party has within it. So this would be targeted uh, to professional groups within the Communist Party that would be uh, hosted by corresponding professional organization in the US to spend periods of three months to a year visiting, lecturing, uh, discussing uh, their perspective. Uh, I think that has more uh, of an opportunity to work in and on the Communist Party uh, so that it moves toward the, in the direction of the LDP factionalism uh, in, in Japan. Three points. Uh, Michael mentioned that uh, he tried very hard to get uh, uh, funding to train the um, uh, Chinese bureaucrats. I didn't personally, but it was discussed. Not but I think person. that would be an insulting way to <clears throat> do uh, what I had in mind, <clears throat> which is not to train. I mean, the Chinese 
are, or some of them are, and a lot of them think uh, they are uh, uh, already well-trained. Sometimes they're right, sometimes it depends. What I had in mind was targeting members in good standing within the Communist Central Committee and in the party, um, and, and bringing them not by the State Department, not by the government, but by professional NPOs. The, the amounts involved are very small. Uh, they're millions, not dozens of millions. And setting up a program in which they can make their, the arguments they are making within the party, outside the party, and get some resonance from those arguments. And there are specific cases where they could do that. Uh, second point is I would have the effort sponsored by the NPOs, the professional organizations. These, the, the Chinese communist members of the party are having these debates within the party. Uh, and some of them are uh, uh, well regarded even if their arguments are not. And some of them are not well regarded and Xi Jinping will decimate them. Um, so the funding and the sponsorship and the programming should be by the American professional counterpart of the position that these targeted people, not at the very top three or four levels of the 16 class bureaucracy uh, levels that the Chinese have, but the fourth and fifth level. Finally, uh, Secretary Schultz said he can't see 5%, 7% growth. How about four or five? percent growth. Our economists, economists, including Larry Summers recently in the current issue of Foreign Affairs, are targeting uh, uh, how can we get more than 2% as the normal uh, growth rate in the U.S. And the answer is a massive infrastructure program. I think that's, that's uh, too little and, 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 and too late. Uh, and I think in China, 7% is, is too much of a stretch, but 5% is not unreasonable, and there are specific ways that notwithstanding the, the uh, cultural adaptation uh, to the one-child uh, one, uh, family, even though it's been relaxed a little bit in, in China, uh, has become uh, sort of ingrained uh, culturally within China to be adapted uh, and adopted uh, even in the absence of the one-child family policy. However, I think there's ample room for the Chinese to sustain for the foreseeable future 5% uh, real growth, 4 to 5% real growth, which would be substantial relative to what we've been doing and what the Europeans are doing and what the Japanese are doing. For more podcasts from the Hoover Institution, please visit hoover.org or Hoover's channels on iTunes, iTunes U, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. I'm Chris Dower for the Hoover Institution. Thanks for listening.